0: My name is Melinda Butler. I'm an attorney with Butler Law Firm. The longer I practiced law, the more I recognized the confusion that existed around the rights of parents and grandparents involved in Department of Social Services legal matters. For that reason, I started Facebook Live in November of 2019 and this podcast in October of 2020 called Family Strong to build your family unit through character integrity, and knowledge for parents and grandparents in the legal issues of the DSS system. Hey, good afternoon. Melinda Butler with Family Strong Podcast and my sister Heather here with me today. So uh, very special segment that we are bringing to you today. I always talk to you about Heather being right here with me. She's always here as we do our um uh, podcast i'm always referring to heather she's always behind the scenes in the background uh running the sound equipment and everything else that needs to be done but today she's here um because we we uh have have some stuff to share with you so um let me just kind of tell you how it came about when heather comes in every thursday for us to get started i and me and Heather always talk. We spend like the first hour just prepping, just talking. And, um, and, and we're sisters. I'm the oldest, and she's about four years younger than me. She's the third sister. There's four of us all together. So it's me. Then it's Clara. She's two years younger. Then it's Heather. She's two years younger. Then it's Lacey. She's the baby, and she's two years younger. So we're all um, in that way. So, so Heather and I, um, we're always chatting every, every time before we come live. Before I come live, you don't usually see Heather, you just see me. And uh, and we're always having discussions about whatever my topic is because I always want to make sure that I am answering questions and not just leaving questions out there for you. So I always want to be answering questions. I don't want to be leaving gaps if I can help that. I, I want to be very informative. I, I like to bring you information that you can use. And so... Um, today, as we were chatting, it was a little different because the case that I'm going to talk about today is where DSS has come in and took four kids from a married mother and father, from a married husband and wife. They've been married for about 10, maybe 12 years, and, um, and DSS has removed those four children, um, and in the removal of that, Um, and those children are ranging in age from 10 to four and, um, in the, in their removal, what's happened is that there was some, um, issues going on with the family and what DSS got involved after the father called the police because he and mother got into an altercation. So, hands blown were thrown hands were used um, basically the story goes that father calls and says that uh, mama threw something at him um, then she proceeded to hit him he put her up against the wall uh, there was some smacking that was going on there was some hitting and it was just the way that it was um, and so and, and y'all know we got a lot of kids between me and heather and, and my <laughs> yeah. sisters we've always got kids running around somewhere so we try to um and and, and parker he he don't listen to us we, we do. <laughs> he ignores us all the time even now that we're asking him to go back and play Roblox. but uh so in any event um we were talking about this very serious issue of domestic violence we don't underplay domestic violence at all um, but the question became, as Heather and I talked, well, what's what's the best? What What's the lesser of the two evils, basically? Is it to live in a household with your parents um, where there's domestic violence in the home, or is it to be removed to foster care? Because DSS takes the position that kids shouldn't live in domestic violence. It's just abusive and neglectful, even if the kids are never hit and never, um, you know, never, um, abused physically abused themselves but that they should not live in domestic violence. well Heather and I would just have a different perspective because we were raised different and uh, we had a very spirited discussion today because um, some of our family members it's a generational cycle domestic violence and um, at least um, some of our family members have not broke that generational cycle and <clears throat> so you know, what becomes, what becomes of it? What's the best outcome? What's the lesser of the two evils? We're not saying either one of them is the perfect situation, but what's the lesser of the two evils when you have two uh, parents who are raising the children, who love the children unconditionally, and when you have a foster home over here? And so my perspective is, you know, being raised in a domestic violence home, um, I'm, I'm here and I'm well, and I learned a lot from what I live through that's who i am today that's who that's what built me is what i was raised in what i came from with my uh you know my father spending 25 years our father spent 25 years in federal prison we visited in prisons all the time was that the ideal that we raised up you know going from prison to prison prison hopping uh to visit our daddy was that the ideal as uh, for children Hmm, no but it was our life though and what was our life has shaped us into who we are now and uh and when I wouldn't trade my upbringing for nothing. You could not convince me that foster care would have been better for me. However, um, I never got to experience foster care, but um, but Heather did. So I'm going to ask Heather some questions because we really want to share with you today so that we can have this open spirited discussion with a perspective that from somebody that's been in both situations, somebody that's been, uh, that lived in a domestic violence relationship between parents and also was in foster care for a little bit. So Heather, what's your perspective there with um, having, having been in both of those situations? Why don't you start from around about what
1: age you were when you went into foster care? Uh, well, I think I was 13 or 14, 8th grade. Um and I don't think either one is good. Like she said, living in domestic violence is, um, not good for any child. And I don't think that anybody just comes out unscathed and is fine. I think that you need a lot of therapy after living through that. And I think that it is a cycle that you should work very, very hard to change. And I have, and, um, definitely knew from a young age that I was just determined not to live in um, a relationship like I saw growing up, and that was not the kind of marriage that I wanted, and I did not want my kids to live through that. But, you know, that saying, uh, foster care was is definitely um, something I probably need therapy over. <laughs> overliving in domestic violence. Um and you were only in foster care for how long? Not very long. I can't remember because all that was a blur. Um I mean it felt like years, but I think it was months. I don't I really I don't know. You'd have to ask lacey or Claire, but you feel like you need therapy even though it was just a few short months. It's not something that I have ever talked about. Um this is the first time I'm ever talking about it like publicly. Me and my sisters talk about it of course. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely like a deep rooted hurt more than the domestic violence. Um, being in the foster care and just seeing, just um, being ripped away from your family and your parents and you know the love that that you know just being ripped away from that was. Uh,
0: you're not going to leave me here
1: (laughs) was very life altering to say the least. So from my perspective, it definitely is better on children for the most part to live with mama and daddy, even though they are hitting each other and going through all their crap. Um, It's a lot for me, from my perspective, it would have been better to leave me in that and not take me and put me in foster care so come on so um
0: so that's what we run up against it's like when i have the discussions with dss it's like we're on different planets and that's the problem that we run across because it's just such a different perspective because it's a different life upbringing and if you don't hear the other side of it and all you ever hear is is this side of it, then that's all you have to base it on as to what's best for these children. So, so in the end, the best interest of the child needs to be considered on an overall totality of the circumstances basis. We just can't come in and say domestic violence is per se automatically abuse and neglect of a child. It's not automatically abuse and neglect of a child that, that they're in a domestic violence situation. Are we saying you should raise the children? We've been very vocal about that. You should not raise the children in a domestic violence situation. Heather worked very, very, very hard to break that cycle for her family and for her children. And uh, and and she's very thankful for that. That's a, that's a real hard cycle to break though. And so, should, should the government really come in and take children for that and remove them and put them in a foster care and uproot them to people that they don't know, that don't have a love for them, especially a 13 or 14 year old that you just can't develop a bond with overnight? You know, a baby is very dependent and needy um, and depends on you for everything, but you don't develop a bond with a 13 or 14 year old. You just can't go in and with a 13 or 14 year old to say, oh, I just love you, you know really you don't like 13 or 14 year olds most of the time when they come in because they're very they can be very defiant no, we're um, just
1: shoved in a back room and basically don't speak uh we'll feed you when it's time we don't want to hear from you don't cause any trouble get out <laughs> very cold and we were in a couple different foster homes and an orphanage were y'all always together mm, i think we were it's, I don't remember Clara <laughs> being in the orphanage, but she may have been.
0: And that's another thing when kids are put into foster homes and then they're
1: just separated from each other. So they've already went through this stuff. We shared one bed, all three of us. So in the foster care, we had to share one room and one bed, three teenagers. When I know I've heard you say for the parents, they need one room per child and one bed per child and all that. But foster care, those rules do not apply. Or they didn't when we were in there. So all three of you shared one bed. Yes. So if I wanted to talk, like I remember calling my friend Jessica all the time and I had to go hide in the bathroom because I had no privacy. We all three had to sleep in that bed. We all three had to be in that bedroom together all the time because we had no free will to go to the rest of the house. Like we weren't allowed to go watch TV in the living room. I don't remember ever us doing that or go in the refrigerator and get a snack. You couldn't do that. So y'all were not
0: taken in like you were members of the family. Lord, no, no, No. you were definitely let let you know that you. We were a paycheck.
1: We were a paycheck for somebody. And and
0: and then the ones in the situations where the the children are split. So just think about it. The children that are coming from the domestic violence situation anyway, they're so bonded because of what they go through with their parents, what they watch. You know, my my sisters and I like we're very very close. We can have. Spirited discussions, and we can um, talk to each other very, um, very <laughs> frank. We can have real discussions because we are very bonded from you know what 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 our what our life is, what our childhood was, and and um, imagine those kids they're they're bonded like that, and then they go into foster care, and then they're separated and in two or three different foster homes. That breaks their bond with each other. They hadn't been just took away from their mama and daddy. They've been took away from their brother and sister who they've been able to have security with in the insecurity and the chaos that they've had to live through. That was their other security, their brother or their sister. And now they don't have either. They don't have their mama, their daddy. They don't have their brother, their sister. What security do they have except to say, you know, get you some food and go to the back room and shut up? Yeah. And, and so that and that's Heather's perspective. That's not what happens in every foster care. I'm sure I know of some good foster homes myself. I've met two or three families um, in my in my time of, of um, doing this thing for a few years uh, that were foster parents. I, I've met I've met two or three very good ones um, that were really, really wonderful with a good heart. <clears throat> And to say, um, to say two or three out of a lot of years is, um, and, I, and I don't say that I meet every foster family um, that there is to me. That, that's not the case. I'm just saying that I've met two or three families that are good. Heather had a bad experience when she was in foster care. She is, is telling you today from the perspective of a child who lived through both domestic violence
1: and foster care. And especially as a middle school girl, that's the one time in my life where I thought, how can I end it? I would, I stopped eating, um, thinking, well, maybe, I don't know. I guess I thought maybe if I don't eat, I'll starve to death. <laughs> um, but yeah, for a middle school girl to be pulled from her home with everything you go through in middle school, that was just uh, cruel and unusual punishment, is what it felt like to me, who I, you know, and to my sisters. We didn't do anything wrong. But we felt like we we're being punished, and
0: y'all yeah, were not hurt. Uh, we were never hurt in the middle of the domestic violence. Um, in in our grown up years, we were never we were never physically hurt in it. Yes, yeah, there's some hurt. Is there some hurt mentally, emotionally that comes from it? Sure. Um, but the the hurt, the physical abuse part of it. So when they when the DSS comes in, they claim that there's a substantial risk of physical abuse from the parents to the child because of the domestic violence relationship. Well, substantial risk of physical abuse, you know, is a very high standard, but that's what they claim is that because mom and daddy's fighting that the children are put at a substantial risk of death or permanent disfigurement of a bodily organ or function. Um, I think that, you know, that's just a a high standard that they need to prove up and, and they need to have some experts on board to talk about the difference between ripping children from their family and their secure environment that they do know. Yeah, it might be chaotic. Yeah, it is chaotic. But what's what's better for the child to rip them from that family and that chaos? That's their security, though. That's what they know. At least they know how to be secure in that environment because they've had to learn it. You know, Heather was 13 or 14. That's what she knew. And you put her in an environment that she didn't know. She didn't know how to... Uh, Maneuver that she didn't know how to navigate that environment whatsoever. She was put into this family, um, with whole different views, with whole different lifestyles. Everything was completely different from her. She had nothing with which to grab from to know what to do next or how to step on stable footing. And so, you know, it was very devastating for her. And to this day, you know, she it still traumatizes her. As she tries to to work through that, um, it, it's been an ongoing process. So, I'm glad she's she shared that with y'all today because I think that's part of her healing process. She's how yes.
1: old now? Thirty nine. Thirty nine. <laughs> Thirty nine. Yeah.
0: She don't look it.
1: Um, no.
0: <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we we all got our process that we have to go through to get over what we've uh, what we've dealt with i think it's took her i think she she's saying to you it's took her much longer to get over the few months in foster care than it did to get over the domestic violence that she was raised in yeah for sure right oh yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so thank you for hearing from us today um it was it was very impromptu uh based on (laughs) our discussion that we were having but it just had to be said Mm -hmm. and so we're very happy to Share our hearts with you so that you can know um, and gain knowledge and perspective of what's going on out here in the real world that we live in so that, you know, we're not just kept in boxes so that parents and and mamas and grandparents
1: can understand. I think, um, too, it's easy to, um, if you're somebody that didn't grow up in domestic violence, it's very easy to look in and say, well, of course it would be better for the children to remove them if their parents are fighting, of course it would, but, um, you know, we're trying to give you a different angle, a different perspective to look at because we did grow up in it. I was removed and put in foster care. Um, but I can see how somebody would feel like that. And had I not been raised in it and had I not been put in foster care, I would probably feel the same way that yes, those babies would be better off in a calm, safe, environment where there's no domestic violence i'm sure i would say that so hopefully you can gain a different perspective
0: thank you for hearing from us today we really appreciate you being with us send us any questions that you might have and we will see you next thursday for family strong podcast